It's time for the 8-Minute Devotion. The 8-Minute Devotion is a daily message that fills you with hope and encouragement from the Word of God. Here's your host, Pastor Cameron Walcott. Well, hello, hello, and welcome back to the 8-Minute Devotion. I am so glad you have chosen to join us today for our Tuesday episode, looking at the book of Romans and how we are justified by faith. Before we get into today's devotion, I want to celebrate. This is our 100th video episode. I've lost track of the number of audio episodes. We're at something like 1,200, more than 1,200. We've had more than, uh, I think it's more than 80,000 downloads now of the audio podcast. But I do want to celebrate 100 video episodes. So thank you to everyone watching. I want to thank Chaplain Road Short, who helps me with all of the video and all of the all of the behind-the-scenes work to make the video happen, even this beautiful studio. We want to thank uh, Chaplain Road Short. You can look him up on Facebook. And if you want to video something here in Metro Detroit, you can contact him or contact us at the Cornerstone Michigan. We can give you info on how you can connect to him. But we want to thank him for his work on this and thank all of you for watching now our 100th video episode. So having said that, we are going to jump back into the book of Romans. And yesterday we talked about how we are justified by faith, not by our works. Justification has nothing to do with what I do. It is 100% based on whom I believe in, and that, of course, being Jesus Christ. When I believe in Jesus, the perfect life of Jesus is credited to me. The perfect life of Jesus is credited to me, and God counts me righteous, not because of what I do, but because I had faith in the Son of God. His perfect life is counted to me. As we said yesterday, of course, that doesn't mean that our actions never matter. In time, our actions do need to change. God wants us to be holy, not just in position, but in our actual actions. But those actions cannot in any way save us Salvation is 100% by faith. And how does it happen? You know, why does God justify us? Well, something I want to talk about today is the obedience of Christ. You see, when we are justified, the term that theologians use for it is that the active obedience of Christ is credited to me. I am justified and I am saved through the active obedience of Jesus. You see, we are saved not only by the death of Jesus, we are saved not only by the resurrection of Christ, but we are also saved through his life, through the perfect life he lived on earth. If he had died, but he had died with a sin, if he had died, but he had died after disobeying his father in any way, we would not have been saved. If he had been resurrected, but there was sin in his life, we would not have been saved. But because he was perfect, because he never sinned, we are justified. His perfect act of obedience is credited to us. Now, of course, ultimately it wasn't possible. He is the Son of God. On earth, he was the Son of God. He is the eternal Son of God. He would not have sinned, but he did have to do it. He did have to live the life of no sin. He did have to live the perfect life for us to be saved. Hebrews 4.15 puts it this way, and it's talking about Christ as our great high priest. Hebrews 4 and verse 15, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. 
This is an amazing verse. You see, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, when he was on earth, he was tempted in every way like you and I are tempted. It says that he is not a, a high priest who can't sympathize with our weaknesses. He can. He can and he does sympathize because he knows what it's like to be a man. He knows what it's like to be human. He knows what it's like to be tempted. He knows what it's like to be tired. He knows what it's like to be hungry. He knows what it's like to be annoyed by someone complaining all the time. He knows what it's like to want to lose your temper and tell someone off. He knows all of these things. He was tempted in all points like we are. Yet he never sinned. He never sinned. He may have he felt the temptations, but he never sinned. Because he relied on the grace of God and because he himself is, was the son of God. The theologians, again, we, we call this the active obedience of Christ. That at every moment in his life, he was obedient to the Father. In every moment, he was absolutely perfect. If he had slipped up for even a moment, we could not be saved. But he lived his life in perfect holiness, in perfect submission to the Father, he never sinned. And that's why justification is based. My faith in Jesus, that perfect active obedience of Christ, his perfect submission, his perfect life of obedience to the Father, God sees me through my faith in Jesus. He sees me through the eyes of that perfect submission, that perfect obedience of Jesus. He never sinned, despite the fact that he was 100% man. And this great mystery of the incarnation, he never ceased being God, He never, he, and, but he still became 100% man through all eternity. He will be 100% God and 100% man. He went through temptation, but never ever succumbed to sin in word, thought, or deed. You know, one uh, lesson, of course, for us from this is it's not a sin to be tempted. If you feel a temptation, do not condemn yourself for being tempted. You know, if Satan whispers in your ear, uh, you know, to be greedy or to have this lustful thought or, you know, to, uh, to have this negative thought towards others, to have this complaint against God, don't condemn yourself that the temptation came. You know, Satan does and is, the enemy does try to get us to, uh, to trip up. The enemy does always tempt us in different ways. Don't condemn yourself if the thought passes through your mind. But the thing is, ask God for his grace to not give in to the thought. Being tempted and saying, oh, I could do this thing. That's not the sin. The sin is when you then begin to meditate on it and it begins to grow in your mind and grow in your heart. And then you actually do the thing. The sin is when you give in to the temptation. So say, God, I'm not, you know, God, I know temptations will come. Even Jesus was tempted. But Lord... Give me grace to never, ever give in to the temptation. We know the famous temptations of Christ when, uh, when Satan tempted him three times. And what did the Lord keep saying? It is written, it is written, it is written. He rebukes Satan through the word of God. And when you are tempted, friends, whatever it might be, quote the word of God to yourself. Quote the word of God. If you know that it's the enemy coming to tempt you, quote the word of God to the enemy. Fill your heart and mind with God's word that you can fight against that pull of temptation, and you can be righteous, you can be holy, just like Jesus was. You see, because Jesus was perfectly righteous, that righteousness is counted to us. The moment we believe, we are his righteousness is imputed to us, and we are justified just as if we had never sinned 
in the eyes of the Father. Thank you for watching and listening. We'll be back tomorrow on the 8-Minute Devotion. Thank you for listening to the 8-Minute Devotion. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you listen to or watch it. And email us at the8minutedevotion at gmail.com with any questions or comments. May God bless you.